From the bodies in Lake Mead to the naming of hotel casinos, Vegas is ripe with true and false mob myths. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're bringing back journalist and friend of the pod, Corey Levitan. He's going to quiz David and me about the biggest Vegas mob-related myths. Now, if you've been following along, you know it's not a competition, but David and I are tied one-to-one, and this episode is the tiebreaker. Which one of us really knows our Vegas mob stuff? It's Wednesday, August 30th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Hi, Corey. Hi, David. How are y'all? How are you? We're uh, tonight, Today we're playing Vegas Mafia Factor Myth. Oh, David knows all about that. Well, I do and I don't. Everything I know about the Vegas mob I learned from Mayor Oscar Goodman, and he said there never was a mob, so I'm very confused <laughs> where this is going. Oh, my God. Is that, like, somewhere I can Google? Oh, yes, about a thousand times. When asked directly... Mayor Goodman, well, he wouldn't be mayor, but at the time would say, there is no mob. That's a myth. So maybe that's the biggest myth of all. Okay, well, let's get into it. That's It's already spicy. Okay, I got a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask there in the form of statements. And you have to tell me whether these statements are facts or myths. And today it's about the, the mob in Vegas. I do have a disclaimer that I, I wanted to say beforehand. If anyone listening to this gets angry because I mentioned your grandfather in a negative light, <laughs> I, I, have, I want to say that your grandfather was a very, very nice man. No, you don't. Who was, he was never convicted of anything oh, and boy. therefore innocent, and I should not be murdered. That's my disclaimer. So is this oh trivia God. contest mostly involving mob Nepo babies? No, this is a, a bunch of alleged things, or more than alleged in some cases. They're myths. They're, they're full-blown myths about... Some are facts. Some are facts. Oh, some might be, yes. That's the that's the whole freaking game. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> got it. All right, we're going to start this, and you guys are, are tied. You, you've got one... Uh, Vogue, you have one game, and David, you have one game, and t- today's going to decide it. Are you excited? We're ready. I've All never right. been more excited about anything. <laughs> Ever. That's very sad. Very sad. Not okay, a number one, Bugs- <laughs> uh, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. Oh, we're right the in New there. York- this is question one, or myth one. The, the New York mobster hailed as the father of the Las Vegas Strip opened the first casino hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. Fact or myth? Mm, myth. Maybe he financed it, but he didn't open it. Well, as a student of Las Vegas, I will tell you that the Flamingo Hotel, of which Bugsy Siegel is affiliated, was not the first hotel on the Strip. So whether or not you want to credit Bugsy with the Flamingo even, and I know that's controversial, it certainly didn't beat the El Rancho. So I'm going to call myth on that as well. Hmm. Well, you guys are both off to a strong start. Yeah. The Last Frontier was also around when... The uh, Flamingo opened in, in 1946. The, the question, it comes up in the definition of what a resort is. 
because yeah. uh, some people say the Flamingo was the first resort because supposedly those other two hotels weren't nice enough to be a resort. Anyway. I mean, uh, there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I will also add that Siegel came in late to the Flamingo game and it was really considered to be Billy Wilkerson's place before, you know, he got a little elbowed in. Yeah, the, he, he was the publisher of The Hollywood Reporter. This is actually relevant to the question number two. I think you guys might both get this too. Bugsy named the flamingo after his girlfriend, Virginia Hill. Mm. Fact or myth? I will say this, because I'll go first this time, Vogue. That is commonly out there. I have heard that probably a thousand times. I think that Flamingo might have been in place before she was there. I don't know if she had a lot of influence on the naming, but it's possible. But I'm going to go with myth on that. I'm going to go with true. All right. David takes the lead. Ah. It was Billy Wilkerson, the publisher of The Hollywood Reporter. He uh, started the Flamingo. He named it in 1945. Imagining it to be a Miami Beach resort, he named oh. it after Florida's many flamingo-themed properties. The other, the myth that you're speaking of, actually wasn't, uh, it wasn't started by Bugsy. It was started by the, the publisher of the Las Vegas Sun, Hank Greenspun, who worked as the PR rep for the Flamingo and invented that story. I'm in touch with Billy Wilkerson II, and we're, we're trying to get some documents proving that the name was in place before Bugsy was involved. Anyway, okay, number three. <laughs> Interesting, though. I love that you're like, before Bugsy, dang it, before him. BB. I just figured maybe he financed it. <laughs> oh, he, d he definitely financed it. Oh, well, see? Uh, yeah. the financing certainly <laughs> went through him. That's for sure. Yeah, so I figured maybe he like sprinkled some facts and was like, hey, man, name it after my girl. I mean, but that okay. would be a baller mobster move for sure. Right. Yeah. Number three, George Clooney, a longtime friend of reputed mafia associate Rick Rizzolo, was interviewed as part of the investigation into organized crime and racketeering at Rizzolo's Crazy Horse Two strip club. Fact or myth? Oh my God. So I'm going to lay some facts on you, Vogue, because I do not know if this is a myth or not, but I, I have some, some additional intel that might guide you to an answer or not. Let's see. So it is true that there is a person named Rick Rizzolo. It is true that he owned a notorious strip club in Las Vegas called the Crazy Horse 2. It is true that Rick Rizzolo was under investigation for organized crime ties that's not what ultimately brought him down. What ultimately brought him down was that they were uh, roughing up customers and one in particular wound up getting paralyzed. And that litigation opened up a bunch of different things. He ultimately, Rick Rislow, did prison time for some bad conduct. I have to do one last disclaimer. Uh, I, at one point in my legal career, represented Rick Rislow's wife, um, oh, wow. Lisa, who had divorced him prior to a lot of heavy civil stuff coming down and there were accusations that they didn't get divorced because they stopped loving each other, even though he was a womanizer, but because they were trying to hide assets. And that was kind of interesting. Mm. And the federal government was sort of involved uh, tangentially to that. But I'll tell you, Vogue, I do not know if George Clooney was involved in any way. I'm going to say truth because it was a very popular strip club and he was a very popular actor during that time and sort of notorious for his... Uh, antics, George Clooney, that is. Uh, he's since, you know, matured. So, hmm. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say that, you know, George Clooney got a call. Mm, myth. I call myth. 
David pulls way out ahead. It, uh, Whoa! Not only was Clooney interviewed, but De Niro and Pesci were also interviewed in connection. What? That strip club was a hub at one point. Like, you wow. could go there any given night and run into lots of famous people, musicians, actors, etc. And they okay. unceremoniously imploded that building finally last year, Vogue. It was standing vacant for a long time, but they finally got rid of it. Number four, to 86 someone became a verb because it meant driving a victim of the mob 80 miles out of Vegas to put him six feet under into a grave that the victim dug himself. Fact or myth? I call myth. I call myth too, because that term is everywhere. It's on, you know, I see it on the bear, (laughs) the TV show, the bear. (laughs) So I don't, I, I think that that's just made up. I think it's cop code. You guys are both right on that. The, it was part of a code of numbers used as shorthand by servers and bartenders. It meant that they were all out of a certain menu item. Other numbers included 81 for a glass of water, 82 for two glasses of water, and 95 for a customer walking out without paying. All right. Whoa. Well, it's four to two. Uh, number five, the mob buried hundreds of bodies in the desert. No, they didn't bury them. They threw them in Lake Mead, obviously. <laughs> Everybody knows that, David. Is that what? why all, all the barrels are just filled with mob victims? Is that your take? They're just popping up. Buried hundreds of bodies. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say false. Like, this is, I have no connection to any of the mob, the Vegas mob lore, you guys. I'm just guessing. You've heard the expression, though, that, you know, that they'll bury you in the desert or that the mob buried people in the desert. You've heard that sentiment uh, when people talk about the mob and the mob days in Vegas is that, yeah, they would take people out and bury them in the desert. Another expression that came from that was uh, uh, he or she knows where the bodies are buried. Right, right. I just figured somewhere in the dirt, under some cement, under the, all the casinos. Like that's 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 my myth. Every time yes. the new casino is born, oh, I love there that are one. bodies underneath it. That's a good one. Despite the fact that caliche is really hard to dig in, despite uh, the fact that now somehow Elon Musk's company has figured it out um, with no <laughs> problem. I, I do recall a lot of bodies being found like in mine shafts and weird places out in the desert and bleached bones. Hundreds is what's throwing me, Corey. I think there were certainly a few, but I'm going to go with Vogue on this that it's false. Although I, I can't imagine there weren't some bodies, but hundreds is really what made me say no. No, it's a myth. All right, you're both on top of this. It's a myth. Mobsters actually made a concerted effort not to kill their enemies in Las Vegas, which would have been bad for the casino business if traced back. Bugsy was murdered in Beverly Hills. Gus Greenbaum, his replacement at the Flamingo, met his end in Phoenix. Tony the Ant Spilatro got whacked in Chicago and was buried in Indiana. They didn't like... whacked in Chicago. Fat Herbie got just killed in in public, but that might have... Yeah. Yeah. Herbie Blitzstein, that's true, but by then, and this is this is around the same time as the body that it was placed in Lake Mead in the barrel, uh, allegedly, because it hasn't been determined to be a body yet, but 
come on. Anyway, that's when the mafia was sort of uh, not really in control of things anymore and sort of acting out of desperation. They were mm. selling heroin and robbing jewelry stores. They weren't the classic mob of old. <laughs> they were, the classy they were... classic mob. When they <laughs> yeah. just wore bowler hats and doffed them to ladies crossing the street and being, you know, giving some guy the hi-hat is the worst thing that could happen. Exactly. All right, David 5, Vogue 3. Number six, Howard Hughes ended mob ownership in Las Vegas. Fact or myth? That's a interesting one. I mean, I don't think he ended it, but I think he was like the signal. From my understanding of our previous convos about Howard Hughes, like him coming in, he was deeply disruptive because it was a different kind of wealth that pushed, like that was able to change the way that the casinos are funded. Yeah, that's 100% true, Vogue. Uh, although, I mean, it's an intriguing myth because I've heard that one as well. So, Corey, you're doing really excellent hitting into what a lot of people believe to be common knowledge. With Howard Hughes came the Corporate Gaming Act, which allowed corporations to start running hotels. And that obviously is where we live today. I, I think... Howard Hughes is kind of 70s related. There was still allegations of mob activity in hotels through the 80s, uh, specifically the Stardust. So I'm going to say myth. I'm going to say, well, I agree with Vogue. I, I think Howard Hughes definitely disrupted the pattern. The mob as it existed was still having a major influence in the, in the ownership and running of hotels well past the Hughes's death. Right. You're both right. He helped a great deal, mm -hmm. but the ownership continued. In fact, the, the very year Hughes died was when the mob took over the Stardust Fremont Marina oh, Hacienda. Hmm. Look at um, that math. There's not a possible way for Vogue to pull this off. You want to just answer the last question anyway? Do we? Yeah, let's go for oh, funsies. Yes, I, we, we or, complete Or maybe task. I'll just do all my points on this one. I run the full <laughs> length of the race. <laughs> Lefty Rosenthal. The character that Robert De Niro's character in Casino was based on opened the first race and sports book inside a Las Vegas casino. Fact or myth? First legal sports book. In a casino. First, first race and sports book located inside a casino. They were outside casinos, but he, he was the one who integrated. He was the first one in Las Vegas. Fact or myth? I will say this as a... As a, a handicapper, which he was well known uh, to be a, a quite adept and skilled at that. Uh, and the fact that he was essentially running the Stardust property, which for many years had the best and biggest casino sports book. Remembering back as a kid, I don't remember there being other sports books inside casinos. I remember them dotting the strip in little spots like Churchill Downs and Santa Anita and places like that. Um, mm. I'm going to say that's true, Corey. I'm going to say Lefty brought the scourge of sports betting inside the uh, the casino umbrella. Okay. Vogue, what do you think? I'm going to say true. Oh, you're both wrong. Yeah, there <laughs> Jackie, you go. I, I, I feel so celebratory about it, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I finally tripped you up. That's my job. Jackie gone. Beat oh. Lefty by a year when he opened a sports book inside Union Plaza in 1975. But uh, Lefty was technically first on the strip oh trick question mm. jackie gone all over downtown vegas you know it's another myth also that lefty employed the first female blackjack 
dealers in Las Vegas. That's that's a myth too. Was that also was, Jackie gone? No, that was the Silver Slipper. Anyway, thank you for playing, guys. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you for running this through. I mean, I figured this would be the one I would definitely, definitely lose because I have 0.0 context. The only thing that I know for sure is the thing that I constantly hear from people is that Vegas was better when the mob ran the city. Like, I have heard it in people's poems. I've heard it when people talk about comps and basically people equate. I haven't heard about crime. (laughs) Um, but the idea of like when Vegas stopped being better about like being hospitable and being more servicey like the customer service and mob relations seem to be put into the same little bowl of look at what what's empty now look at what's missing even our newsletter editor is receiving emails saying the city was better when the mob ran it and that was in regards to like housing prices so I don't know. Is that a is that a myth, y'all? Is that the that the biggest mob myth? Is that Vegas was better when the mob ran it? What say you, David? I hear this in the context of crime because hmm. of all the shenanigans that we talk about a lot on this podcast that happen on and around the strip and in and out of casinos, people acting the fool, people misbehaving, all that stuff. People always say, Well, that would never happen when the mob was here. They would put that under control right away. Or even buskers and things like that, you know. I wonder if it just bespeaks to a lot of people enjoying authoritarianism because they don't have to worry or think about a lot of things. Uh, I mean, they're, I, we, we like to pretend that we are so against fascists, but you know, there were people who wanted Mussolini to stay around forever because uh, theoretically myth, the trains ran on time and that was all that was important to them. So, oh my God. I mean, you know, uh, people want everyone getting arrested all the time for disrupting Las Vegasness. The, the wise guys were very nice and polite, and they only killed their own. And it was uh, they had a very nice neighborhoods that they lived in because nobody only committed any their crimes. Own. Poor, no. <laughs> no, no, no. What? This is this is what I'm saying. These these are the myths. I'm not actually espousing this okay. nonsense. Okay, I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, I was like, what? Although they did have some <laughs> um, nice neighborhoods. I mean, there were a lot of mobsters that of lived in nice Paradise Palms and down yeah. in Jonas Park in the Scotch 80s and all those kind of fun little enclaves of cool old mid-century modern homes. Those were all mob places. But yeah, I mean, Corey, what do you think is the root of why this myth remains? Well, like, is there any? Are there any truth? Right, a good myth has a speck of truth in it. You know, what, wherever, whatever situation humans are living through is always the worst. They're always finding things wrong. I, I'm, I'm guilty of it more than anyone else. And it's certainly true that it's, it's a different kind of mob that's running uh, Vegas right now. The, hmm. the profit, the profit motive above all else above anything else is not uh, an, a, the ideal way to take care of, of human beings. But um, that said, the, the rule of law is, is also really, really important. <laughs> and, and to worship people who have uh, absolutely no regard for the rule of law is just, is, I don't want, I did I would rather not have lived in, in that, that Vegas. I'd rather live in today's. Is that what you tell people, Corey, when they, they confront you with, uh, Corey, when the mob ran things, Everybody was kind of in a better place. Well, it had nothing to do with the mob. It had to do with the fact that you know people people dressed nice when they went out to uh, casinos, and <laughs> and the population you know, was it, certainly smaller, and there were fewer visitors. Right, and the casinos were further apart, and everything looked so elegant, and all those old photos. We'll see whatever the next myths and truths are that we find about Vegas. Corporate but, um, greed. 
Sorry. <laughs> Had to. Everybody's favorite mob. <laughs> David and Corey, thank you so much for hanging out and talking mob myths with me today. Huge pleasure, Vogue. It was fun, Vogue. And I'm not just saying that because I finally won the uh, <laughs> tiebreaker match. Don't forget, you've got one more week to enter our Life is Beautiful ticket giveaway. Head over to lasvegas.citycast.fm slash L-I-B for details. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. How did you do on the myth-busting quiz? Challenge your friends to beat your score. Share this episode with three of your favorite history buffs in Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. You're a criminal defense lawyer, so... This was yours to win. If you would, if you hadn't won, I'd be disappointed in you. Oh, way to diminish the win. So if I lost, I'd just be. I'd just if be I lost, it's like all of what a Shonda. <laughs> if I won, it's like oh, he had all that inside. Oh boy. <laughs>